Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. You're listening to Entrepreneurs, a podcast that inspires photographers and visual artists to live their best creative lives. My name is Michael Durr, and I am a full-time photographer with nearly 10 years of experience in the freelancing world. And I'm sitting down with an amazing community of visual artists to talk about process, business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So let's get to it. Entrepreneurs starts right now. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another fabulous day here at Entrepreneurs. And I am thrilled to have you guys tuning in and supporting this show as always. It really means a lot to me. Now, we are in the month of November. And as such, we are entering in what I would consider to be a rather dangerous time for creatives. And that, my friends, is shopping season. Yes, one of your favorite vendors will likely be listing their products on sale during the Thanksgiving season. And I know from good experience that all of us gearheads are looking at the menu. We may not always shop the menu, but we're looking. The reality is we are just one little nudge away from dropping our hard-earned dollars on the next camera body, lens, lighting modifier, or accessory, you name it. If you haven't already been bombarded with email flyers tempting you with new product discounts, you will be very shortly. And I found this great stat through Fortune Magazine that estimates that the average American is going to spend about $500 between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And that is not including the three weeks leading up to Black Friday and the four weeks following Cyber Monday. So this is prime urgency prodding, folks. You're going to be blasted with FOMO-inducing strategy. And guess what? It actually works. If it didn't work, businesses wouldn't slash 10% off their whole product line and then spend even more money on the ads to promote it. So it got me thinking about these high expense surges during the month of November for basically as long as I can remember. Even before the internet, I remember as a kid, November was the month to go shopping. And the recent conversations that I had with Matt Brown about money and gear and really studying your expenditures got me thinking as a whole about how we as a culture qualify our purchases. How much are we honestly assessing the return value of what our purchases will yield versus simply chalking them up as the latest impulse buys? Now, I've mentioned before that in my opinion, nobody can justify a purchase quite like a photographer. There is something special and unique about our ability to justify every single purchase that we make. And if you want to raise your hands and push back on that sentiment, that's totally fine. Maybe you don't qualify exactly. But by and large, we are gearheads. We love what's next, what's going to help us improve. So in my opinion, I think we as creative professionals are even more susceptible to these transparent marketing ploys. 
Now, I'm not here to dismiss all holiday sales. In fact, I think some of them are actually pretty good. I'm also not here to pick on anyone who has a little extra cash and likes to treat themselves. After all, if I can channel a little bit of my inner Marie Kondo, I do believe in the notion that items can spark joy. The question I would simply ask, though, is will that item spark joy in one month or two months or three months or any extended time after the purchase is made? Or is it merely the short surge of adrenaline spiking your dopamine levels as you click purchase? You see, the adrenaline that comes from the anticipation of acquiring something new is a form of joy. It's excitement. It's a thrill. But if it just becomes a tool after one month, along with all the other tools that you have and rarely use, was that purchase validated? And so that is effectively my launch pad for this episode, folks. I know it was a very long runway to get to this point, but I want to give you some food for thought on how you can be more critical in your purchases going forward, particularly if you have a full plate of financial responsibilities already weighing you down. But let me also be clear that even if you're in good financial standing right now, meaning the clients are knocking on your door, the checks are rolling in, doesn't mean you're always going to live adversity free. And so I ask you, if you've ingrained the habit of engaging in retail therapy when things are going well, Will you be able to stop if things go bad? You see, behavior is a hard thing to change. I know plenty of creatives making purchases left and right when they are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt with no retirement savings, no investing, and these purchases act as a coping mechanism as opposed to being leveraged as true business assets. Now, let me say, it's not my goal to tell you what to do with your money, nor is it my place to judge anyone on how they live their lives. But as someone who has spent a lot of money, regrettably so, on low ROI gadgets in the past, I am speaking with empathy on this issue. So this isn't an episode on what to not spend money on. Rather, it's more of a list of areas that money can be spent on that might yield greater returns. So let's get right to it. You've waited long enough. Here are my five areas to spend fearlessly on. Number one, focus on assets. Assets generate money and increase in value over time. And if it doesn't increase in value itself, I believe it should increase your value as a business. To me, those are the basic qualifications of what an asset truly is. And there is a point of diminishing returns on equipment purchases. So after getting your core kit of cameras, lenses, lights to do your job, a lot of what we purchase additionally simply becomes fun gadgets that satiate our ego more so than the client deliverables. So ask yourself critically, what will reliably drive financial growth? Let me go over a few different scenarios at different price points to give you an idea of what I'm looking at. Okay, scenario one, let's say you spend $300 on a new Octobox that's simply one foot bigger than the softbox that you already own. Will that $300 spent earn you more money in client jobs than let's say an upgraded website that has the ability to sell prints and licenses directly through it without you needing to manage it? To me, that website has a greater potential to become an asset than that softbox. Scenario two, what if you spent $1,000 on a new iPhone and tablet when the other ones that you have are working just fine? Will that $1,000 spent on the iPhone and tablet grow your business more than, let's say, $1,000 spent on coaching or consultations with experts like IP attorneys, CPAs, and portfolio reviews? In my opinion, investing in people that are qualified to teach you about your business and how to move it forward is rarely given enough credit, but they could be one of the greatest assets in your arsenal. And scenario three, if you spend $5,000 on camera upgrades when your current camera is already nailing the job, will that additional $5,000 spent on a new body 
earn you more money than had you invested that money into stocks, retirement plans, real estate, commodities, bonds, investment funds, crypto, silver, gold, whatever. I'm not going to promote one investment vehicle over another. I'm simply asking, do you have anything that will make your money work for you? Area number two, focus on marketing. So in my opinion, we as a community are really way too quick to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on equipment and not a penny on marketing. Now, I'm not suggesting that every marketing expense is really going to yield a great return for you. There is a gamble to it. There may be no financial return at all. This is not a guaranteed asset. But to me, those who are not afraid to spend on marketing have stood out way more than those who rely solely on upgrading their gear. So look into a number of different options. There are portfolio books. There are email marketing platforms. There are client agency lists. There are promotional marketing mailers like magazines, postcards. You can attend networking events. You can budget for client gifts. And don't sleep on business cards either. I know this world has seemingly forgotten about them, but I think there's still a place in it. It doesn't cost you a whole lot to invest $35, $40 on marketing for business cards to leave just a little bit of an impact. Not only can this help create work for you outside of your normal circle of clients, but it can also help you maintain good standing with your current ones. So if you're okay spending $10,000 on equipment each year and not willing to spend $500 on marketing, I beg you to reconsider. Area number three, focus on speed. So to me, if a product or service cannot generate me any more revenue than it already has, I look to see if it can provide any value in different ways, in specific, more efficiency. The more efficient that I can actually become by using any specific product or service, then the more free time I can manufacture. And that is a worthy trade-off to me, even though it may not be generating more money. I'd rather upgrade my hard drives, my RAM, my memory cards, my card readers over a new wardrobe for photo shoots. One has the power to improve the speed that I ingest and edit, while the other doesn't. And have you ever tried drafting your own contracts or converting estimates to invoices manually for each new client? It can be a painstaking process. So I have no qualms investing in attorney-approved contract templates or cloud accounting software to help me speed up my response time with prospective and current clients. So when it comes to spending money on tools to make you a more efficient professional, even if it's just so that you can spend more time with your family or doing things that you want to do, don't be bashful. Invest in speed. Area number four, focus on projects. So rarely do I hear people talking about budgeting for personal projects or personal work. And the response to it is usually, well, why would I spend money on a project if I'm not paid to do it? And maybe that's fair. After all, I am advocating that people think critically about their purchases. But as I've mentioned this entire episode, there are a lot of expenses that creatives make that don't yield any return either. That $200 camera bag, that $800 prime lens, that $1,200 carbon fiber tripod, those aren't bringing in revenue either. But you've determined that it provides you value. So my question is, how can we shift our focus to seeing personal projects as having even greater value? The best images in my portfolio, folks, are not client work. They are projects that I spent time and money curating, and I'm not the only one. I must have talked to 100 photographers over the years more skilled than me about how they built their portfolio. And what most of them reveal to me is that their best work is more often than not their personal work, which then drives more client work to their doorstep. And if you agree with that concept in general, that something good always comes out of a project that you spearhead on your own, then hopefully I can inspire you to take it to just one extra level. Well, what if we threw a little money at it? What if instead of going the free route, you paid for a permit at a prime location that is normally inaccessible to the public? What if instead of trading services with talent, you hired top agency models? What if instead of rummaging through your own wardrobe, 
You paid for better styling, hair, makeup, etc. And what if instead of solely relying on free social media platforms to show off your finished project, you instead invested in marketing books and prints to send out to new leads? You certainly don't have to throw money at a project to level up, but don't dismiss it either. Higher level production may improve your portfolio better than new gear. And last but certainly not least, number five, focus on education. So investing in yourself is a justification that I can get behind way more than shiny new objects. And yeah, we're in a content-free era. You can get information on any blog, YouTube, university channel, or even podcasts like this one without spending a dime. But there will be times where this podcast can't help you from afar. There will be times when even the best YouTube channel won't teach you what you need to know or answer the follow-up questions that you have. And I did mention it before, but investing in expert consultation, coaching, portfolio reviews, strategy sessions, those can be worth 10 times more than the money you spend on it in the first place. And beyond that, I am a big proponent of either workshops, classes, seminars, anything virtual or in person. They can all be transformative to your business. Now, you may not be able to afford that $5,000 photography workshop in the Amalfi Coast of Italy, and that's okay. Like everything I've mentioned today, you should have some responsibility in what you can actually afford. But the point is, don't scoff at paying for a $100 portfolio review from a world-class editor when you're paying the same amount for a waterproof tech pouch. Weigh your decisions, folks. Keep assessing what is going to drive you forward. Education, especially when it's sought out by the individual, has the power to change your life. So to wrap things up, folks, don't just spend money on liabilities. Look for those opportunities to turn those liabilities into assets. Focus on marketing, focus on speed and efficiency, emphasize your personal projects, and always value your education. So as I wrap this up, I'm going to leave you on this one last little note. You've likely heard that common business lingo, we're in the red or we're in the black. Now, I was always curious what that actually meant. And I had to do a little digging. These phrases came from traditional bookkeeping practices where people would record their deficits in red ink and their profits in black ink. Now, some even speculate that the term Black Friday came from these phrases when businesses would see their profits spike after Thanksgiving. And whether that's true or not, probably not true, but it brings up a good question all the same. What color are your purchases leaning towards? Is your business going to experience its own version of Black Friday? where your purchases will drive your business forward? Or will your purchases fall in line with the rest of the impulse buys that simply take money out of your pocket and drive you into the red? So think about that as you head into this holiday season. What would you rather experience? A Black Friday or a Red Friday? That choice, my friends, is ours. Hey, everybody, this is Michael Durr. Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end of the episode. I hope you'll follow, tag, and engage with us on our Instagram account at EntrepreneursPod. We've also launched our website, EntrepreneursPod.com. It is the central hub where you can sign up for our newsletter, read our blog posts, send us voicemails, and even access discounts from our amazing affiliates. It's also the perfect spot to shout out entrepreneurs with what would be an immensely appreciated five-star rating and review. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can even make a small donation that's really going to help accelerate the growth of this podcast. But no matter what you do, folks, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting this program. There are a lot of great photography podcasts out there, and I am just grateful to have gained your trust even for a moment. Take care, everyone. See you next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts 
prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.